Hey pal, and welcome to season three of I've Got Your Back, the podcast. This season is all about well-being. I am so passionate about my own well-being, and I'm so passionate about sharing all of the tools that I've learned over the years that really can improve your overall well-being. So there'll be eight different themes and eight different areas of well-being that we'll cover off. I really hope you enjoy it and let me know your feedback. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season three of I've Got Your Back, the podcast. I am so excited about this interview today because this is a woman who I admire uh, very, very much, has been a constant, believe it or not, in my life as I was reflecting and preparing for this for over a decade, which is hilarious. So we're both feeling quite old. (laughs) But Mel Brown, hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hey. Oh, so good to see you. Thanks for having me. Can't believe it was a decade. That was nice. I know. I know. We're going to be. We were obviously 12 when we Yeah, we were 12 when we met. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll share the story in a second about how we met and what's happened in that sort of decade. But essentially... As I explained at the beginning of this season, this is about well-being and all the elements of well-being. And I think actually meeting Mel and learning learning through Mel and her work, I realized that financial well-being is such a critical part of your overall well-being. But it's one of those ones that I, I was never taught it in school. I never really got any advice around it. I genuinely hate spreadsheets. I had like genuinely. I've sort of fallen in love a little bit more thanks to Mel, but Gen- and, and, and always found like numbers and anything like that quite difficult and always shied away from it. So for me, understanding that financial well-being is such a core pillar of your overall well-being, I just had to invite Mel on because she is someone that I've learned from and someone that's been talking about this for a very, very long time, especially with women. So I know there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast. So that's what it's all going to be about today. And I'm sure there'll be other stories we've done and other sort of lessons just through Mel's journey um, of being an entrepreneur, an author, speaker, like all the things that Mel's going to share her story in a second. But what I thought it'd be really good to do is share how we actually met. So this is going back, as we said, over a decade ago. And I was in Sydney and through Janine Gardner and the Little Black Dress Group. So shout out to Janine, of course, such a significant group um, that came together at that moment in time. And I was working in my full-time job at the time with Hewlett Packard. And I heard about Janine's group and I just wanted to be involved. I just loved everything about it, bringing women together to learn, to inspire, to help one another. And actually, I think one of my first events was actually Mel's book launch Mm -hmm. Um, called More Money for Shoes and she's written many books since then but that was the first one with Jodie Fox from Shoes of Prey who was just like this amazing other entrepreneur like who created like a bespoke um, shoe business where you got to design your own shoes I mean thinking back then like two of you together and that event. The tech that she would have needed and Uh yeah it was such a great event and having all of those women Uh in that room all geeking out on business it was so good. Yeah. I remember, obviously, I was building Arbonne at the time, but it, I wasn't like a full-time entrepreneur. So for me, being in a corporate job, having this side business and just being exposed to you and Janine and Jodie and all those other women, I was just like, wow, this is like amazing. So that was the very first time I met you was your book launch. So I came away Nuts. with a book and just like, oh, this is great. More money for shoes. Okay, great. What does this mean? 
<laughs> which at that time I was obsessed with shoes. So that was funny. Um, so yeah, so that was the first time. And then I remember, I think it was probably within that year or the next year, as my business was starting to grow with Arbonne, I was like, I really need an accounting because I really don't know what I'm doing. And at that, you obviously owned your and ran your own accountancy firm. So I said, Mel, can, can we have a conversation? I need a really good accountant. And I don't, I'll never forget it. Like you were so present with me, like, and it was in North hmm. Sydney and we sat down and you were like 30 minute session, free of charge, let's have a conversation. Yeah. And honestly, it just eased everything for me. And it, you just were like, okay, you have to set up this. You have to do this. You have to do this. This is how much it's going to cost. I was like, done. And I remember just coming out and that feeling so confident and sort of empowered in this woman knows what she's doing. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, good. Uh, I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, But just feeling so good. Like, and obviously mm-hmm. you were you were my accountant then for the next 10 years until until you sold the business which you can share that story as well and um and then I think I'll leave the last part there's another significant moment but we'll come to that later because it's to mm. do with your program that you're running now but um yeah thank you so much Mel when I reflected on this I was like wow just and, and yeah that conversation actually there was another significant conversation after sort of five years in as I was building Arbonne and I was making like my goal was to basically replace my income with HP and it was getting to that point and you I booked in a meeting with you and you were like it's time you're getting double taxed it's time for you to leave and I was like what and it was weird because like obviously I was going for that to leave my job I was like I want to leave my job before I turn 30 before I turn 30 and you were like it's time and you were the only one that just looked me directly in the eye you were like for tax purposes it's time. <laughs> I think it was that confidence boost too, where you could do yeah. it. Like you, yeah. you were already earning it. It wasn't even like, yeah, it was so easy for me uh-huh. to see. Sometimes when you, when you jump, you take the risk and then you build yeah. the rest you of build. it as you go. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it so far. I remember walking out just a bit in shock and I was like, oh, this is it, Michelle. This is actually it. Uh, and you know, and I've never been back in a corporate job since since that mm, moment. So yeah. thank you, Mel. There was a lot of significant pieces of the puzzle that you were a part of. So I really appreciate you and um, being I that sort of um, guiding light, especially when it came to financials and stuff. No, I um, thank you. And I have to confess that the um, only thing that's changed now is the way that I do it. What yes. you said around feeling confident and feeling eased and mm. feeling empowered of all those words that you used. Mm. I was like, that's that's still today everything that I want and that I'm all about. So I yeah. love that's your words as you describe all those interactions. Yeah, absolutely. So could you just share with people um your story? Like how how has Mel got to here? If you could just mm. touch on a little bit your story, your entrepreneurial journey, business story, and why you are here now as someone who is such an advocate for for financial well-being especially for women yeah so mine I'm an accidental everything accidental entrepreneur accidental author um accidental accountant like accidental everything so I wanted to be a lawyer when I left school and I'm the Mm. firstborn so when I I got about three or four years into it and realized it so wasn't for me. But firstborn, <laughs> yeah. didn't want to let my dad down. Yeah. People pleaser. So uh, he said, there's some tax in accounting. I'm an accountant. Why don't you do that? Mm. And I was so lost that I went, fine, I'll just do it. So that's mm. why I call myself or called myself an accidental accountant. Yeah. Um, I, I kept doing that for a while, but I kind of, I was, I just happened to be good at it. I didn't mm. love it. 
Um, and I divorced my first husband at 33. And that, I think when you do those big things, you look around and you you decide, well, what do I actually want to do with my life? Mm. Um, and I kind of blew up my life when I uh, divorced him. So he turned to me and said that I would never make it on my own. Uh, and as a consequence of that, I gave my entire divorce settlement and every cent in my business and personal account to charity because I never wanted him to say that any of my success was because of him. Yeah. And I say I blew up my life because, you know, my because as a, I've got fundamental Christian parents, as a result of divorcing, they didn't speak to me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have anything, any dollars. So I had to go deeply in debt for wages and salaries and super and just the cash flow of running my business mm. didn't have money for bonds so I had to move into a shared house with four friends just to make ends meet which I was grateful that we had that mm. but it wasn't cute it was like a moldy basement yeah <laughs> tiny bedroom yeah um but as a result of that it made me realize that uh, you know I was comparing myself to to people at the same age in their early 30s who were having babies and buying houses. Mm. And I felt such uh, shame and such, you know, I'm an accountant. I'm supposed to be good at money. And what a stupid financial mistake. Mm. And I decided as a result, one, I needed to build myself back up, both financially and as a person. But also I wanted to actually for the first time, take control of my life and understand what I wanted to do. Mm. And so I started studying an MBA and started reading and uh, figuring out what else was out there. And I realized I loved business. And the conduit for that just happened to be an accountant. And more than that, I wanted to help women. Uh, So women were starting businesses faster than the blokes, but the stats Mm. were that we weren't starting them anywhere near as successfully or profitably as the guys. Mm. So I wanted to use all of that breadth of learning that I had to help women, not just with their taxes, but to build great businesses. Um, And eventually that also became wealth creation as well. Uh, And fast forward to my 40s, when I sold my accounting firm and I actually had the choice to work or not from starting at that less than nothing in my thirties. And today what I'm all about um, is helping other women become financially literate, but more than that, become financially confident and to have that knowledge and empowerment to actually make really smart decisions for themselves. Yeah, I love that. Wow. It's such, I mean, even talking about that decade of your life, we spoke about how we met a decade ago, but mm. from your thir- early 30s to your early 40s, how incredible what you achieved in that. Like, yeah, it's just amazing. It just gives me goosebumps. Every time I hear that story, I'm like, wow. And um, I'm sure will um, help a lot of people listening, just hearing your story of what you've created. Um, And I always tell it because I want people to understand that you can come back from where you're at. And I still Mm. firmly believe you can do that now. Um, It's just having the knowledge for how I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's very clear why you're passionate about this. And um, obviously you've, you sold the accountancy firm, then you went out on your own with Laws and by Mm -hmm. your side, of course, Um, shout out to Laws. We love you. Um, my employee and, for 14, fifth, almost 14 years now. Insane. Wow. Like insane. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's such a great partnership because you're so like 
chalk and cheese it's the best oh it's just- so different absolutely <laughs> that's why it works yeah we had a session today where I'm the I can't big picture she's details yeah. like she yeah. just wants to kill me sometimes she's like calm down here and make some decisions and I'm like oh you're killing me why do I have to be stuck in the details but you yeah, right. exactly. it just works yeah it just works it's fab um so I know why you're passionate about this in terms of helping women and I know you help men as well but can you mm. just tell me like Obviously, you've worked with women for years and years, but specifically over the last years, as you've been focusing on financial well-being programs, almost like what mm. have you observed? Like what what have been the things that you think are the biggest challenges for women and how mm. have you and laws and the team um, attempted to address that? Like what, what have you observed? I'm just really curious yeah, to get your absolutely. sort of lay of the land, like what is happening out there? So there's a few things. First of all, uh, so if I pick three big things that I'm seeing, first Mm. is um, mindset. So I absolutely believe that men and women approach money differently. And a lot of that is from the messages that we've received. So we speak as parents to kids differently about money. Um, The media absolutely speaks to men and women differently. So Starling Bank Research has come out, they studied a whole stack of different messaging to men and women. And they found that most of the messaging to men is that, you know, to use fear as a technique to empower men and that Mm. you need to, money equals power, basically. Mm. But to women, two thirds of the articles were that we need to cut back or that we're excessive spenders. Mm. And it's why uh, in the US, the Fidelity Research Study showed that 93% of people, when they were asked, are men better investors in women? Uh, said, yes, of course they are. Mm. And I think that that's something that women inherently believe. And it's why I see way too many women abdicating finances to their partners Mm. um, or pressing pause thinking, you know what, when I find a partner, I'll then pick this up. Or as single women thinking, you know what, I just am not quite sure that this is possible. So therefore, I'm kind of just going to put my head in the sand and hopefully future me will come up with a solution. Yeah. So for me, it's about undoing that messaging and actually having women realise it's simply not true. You know, longitudinal Warwick Business School studies showed that not only were women uh, and men both great investors, they both beat what's called the index, but mm. the women outperformed the men. Wow. So we are inherently capable and I see it time and time again we just have to believe that we're capable yeah so one is mindset over what's possible but two uh one of the things I'm saying and this is for it doesn't matter what gender you are is simply the cost of living and cost of of rates Mm. I think that there's a real fatigue that's happening where we got through the pandemic and then to be hit with this double whammy of interest rates and inflation, I think people are really tired. Yeah. Um, and they, we, across the Western world, we have less than half of us are financially illiterate, financially literate, which means we simply don't know what to do when it comes mm. to rising interest rates and inflation. Mm. You know, we know to cut back. And mm. a lot of people think, well, if I get a mortgage, I'll just concentrate in paying that off. But that's both of those aren't enough. Uh, so people's stress levels when it comes to that I'm finding really uh, that's a huge thing across the western world Mm. but the third thing I think is just overwhelm you know it's not a lack of knowledge because we have so much 
we could Google anything when it comes to our finances, but it's a lack of understanding. And there are more and more and more uh, tech and other um, things that have been created like buy now, pay later or investing Mm -hmm. apps. Like we have so many financial solutions Mm -hmm. that it's almost problematic because we don't know which one's good for us and which Mm. one's bad for us and what should we be using. And here's 12 different investing apps, but I don't even understand investing. So I'm really not quite sure which one to use. Um, So they're they're three really big buckets uh, that I see as problems at the moment. Yeah. And I just love to touch on these because I'm like getting riled up thinking about it. Mm. So the first one, like in terms of, yeah, the media, like, well, obviously oh. it affects women's mindset, but the media, and they do this in lots of ways, but specifically around money and um, advertising to men and women is just crazy. And I never knew that until you had shared that as well. And, you know, I just like to bring in something else that you do, because I, th- I actually believe you're tr- trying to solve the problem of today through the programs that you're running, but you've also got Thinkers Inc., which we've not mentioned but yeah. I just love to bring it in here because I feel as if that's one of the things you're also doing to help young people at mm. a certain age start to learn those things earlier. So can you just mention Thinkers Inc? Because I love it and um, I'd yeah. love to just talk about it. Absolutely. So uh, with a good friend of mine, Rod Sopa, we I own a preschool called Thinkers Inc. Uh, and the idea is what I know from when I was an accountant and working with thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs is that often... Our business owners weren't great at school uh, because we think differently. Uh, and that's yeah. a generalization, but there are so many entrepreneurs uh, that just simply weren't great at school yeah. because they aren't used to that sausage factory. And school conditions us to not think for ourselves and to rote learn. And it's mm. like it pushes all of that out of us. So we wanted to create uh, something where from three to five, you actually learn to creatively and critically think and yeah. take that agency as a gift all the way through school and be mm. fundamentally changed by that mm, um, and we it. absolutely are seeing the difference yeah. uh, in our little ones that are now you know, seven years later wow. uh, about to head into high school yeah. but for us we lead with well-being yeah because what if you have well-being uh, if you feel safe and it's like anything, if you feel safe and if you're able to solve that problem for yourself, I mean, they're mm. two gifts that if you gave that to anyone, I believe they would be fundamentally changed. So that's mm. that's what we're doing now. In yeah, our I love that. Um, it's just so cool. Yeah, amazing. Thanks for sharing that and thank you, Zing. And then the other thing my mind so I went off to is because you mentioned like mortgages and people are like mm. with this mindset of I'll just get a mortgage and pay off my mortgage and just cut costs. Yeah. And I know that um you, you know, when you're when I was when I was going through your program, I remember hearing you talk about mortgages and how, you know, I was definitely brought up with that's the road to success. Like you yes. have to go to school, go to uni, get that job in the corporate company, work your way through the ladder and get a house in the mortgage. And I've always just felt a bit weird about it. Like all of those mm-hmm. things, even though I was in it, I was just like, and hence I've not got a house or got a mortgage. And I think that's just because I'm like. This doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't actually make a lot of sense. Could you talk about that? How I think every pair, like mostly from a certain generation, the sort of baby boomers right through. I mean, I'm Gen Y, right? Right through to then, we've been taught to believe that that is oh, the only way. 
definitely. And what I love more than anything else today is that we have choice and that we're talking about the different choices that we have. Um, But when it comes to property, we definitely have choice. And that is that, as you said, more and more people are feeling like buying property is an itchy jacket. Mm. Whereas we still might have exposure to property. It just might be an investment rather than your home, which is called rent vesting. Mm. And you would then uh, look at investing in shares and business as well. So Mm. it's not that we're opting out and not investing at all. We're just choosing that most people, one of their biggest assets are their home and their mortgages are so large because it has to be the dream home that that's all Mm. they're able to do. Yeah. And all they do is concentrate on paying it off and think, well, hopefully when I retire, that'll be enough. Mm-hmm. But unless we're prepared to sell a home or bring in a border, you can't eat your house. Yeah. So, <laughs> totally. so it is about having your own home will definitely be right for some people, mm. but it's not going to be right for everyone. And more mm. and more people are realising that. Mm. But if you choose not to own your own home, it is about well, then you have to continue to invest. Yeah, You don't want to just rent and not do anything. Mm. It's choosing to continuing to invest. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And then the other thing which we, again, have a shared passion for is these, um, and I know it because I've been in it, where it's like buy now, pay later, or what's uh, the other ones? Yes, buy now, pay later. So after paying, zip after pay. and those, and, and also I've, the payday loans. Uh-huh. Yeah. So can we talk about this? Because I feel the same. And I remember I was chatting to a few businesses that I'm close to, and they were like, we have to get this in, we have to get after pay. And I was like, no, please don't. Mm. Like, don't do this. Because I think it creates a certain type of behavior and you can talk more to this where you're never quite getting ahead. You're just literally, you just yeah. keep borrowing money and finding ways to borrow money and get these materialistic things that you more than likely don't need. Yeah. I call Afterpay and Buy Now, Pay Later and even credit cards lube for your spending mm. uh, because it, the friction's gone. It quite literally, the uh, amygdala region in our uh, brain doesn't light up when we use it. So it hurts yep. less. Mm. Uh, so how Buy Now, Pay Later works is it's for payment. So what your brain does, it's called the framing effect. Instead of Mm. you thinking, for example, that I'm just spending a hundred bucks and there's no way I would lift that to 140. Mm. Your brain only registers the payment of $25 and it has no problem lifting it to 35, Mm. which is then 140 bucks. Yeah, And it's a sneaky way of getting you to spend more. And you may be arguing, yes, but Mel, I've never paid a cent of interest. And yet if you go to Afterpay's own website, the US site says that you'll spend an average of 40% more. The Australian mm. site says 18% more. So there is, an, mm. there is an interest paid, but it's done through your overspending. But more mm. than that, it also goes on to say that you'll sh- shop 50% more. So you'll actually mm. shop more. So there's, it's a way, and it's a really sneaky way of pulling money out of our wallets, pulling money off investments or uh, ways that we choose to spend and instead spending where potentially it's out of alignment with our values or even where we don't realise we're overspending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so what would you say with all the sort of observations you made and we've called out in in terms of people and women in particular, um, and then knowing that all these other things happen in between, like, you know, the challenges that people are going through, like, what would you say 
what would you say would be the sort of tips that you would give someone, you know, and I think you categorize people in different places and yes. where they're at. So it'd be good to sort of talk about that. So for those people categorized in different buckets, where, what would be the tips to sort of, what would be the next step? What could they do? Like, what could they do now if they're listening yeah. and they're recognizing all of this and they're pretty much in a bit of a pit financially? So I hate, uh, I hate that beauty at any age and I hate like yeah. what should you do in your 20s or 30s or 40s yeah. or what should you wear in your 20s? And I think it's yeah. the same for your finances because yeah. there's no longer a linear pathway. Yeah. Uh, instead, it's looking at where you're at or what your situation is and mm. what could my what should my finance or could my finances look like for that? Mm. So if, so I'll give you a few examples. So if I if you're someone that just is deeply in bad debt, mm. uh, so you it doesn't matter your age or stage, you just have a lot of credit card debt or personal loans or buy now pay later. Mm. It is having a, it's cutting up and getting rid of those debts and accepting that you are someone that simply shouldn't have them, and that's okay. I believe ninety yeah. percent of us shouldn't. I don't. Um, I shouldn't. In the same way, I can't have chocolate in the house. I can't have a credit card in my wallet. Simple. Uh, So it's recognizing that, cutting them up, choosing Mm. not to use that, and then working out a strategy to pay them back. Mm. So it might be a waterfall strategy where you start with the lowest balance. Uh, It might be choosing the highest interest rate. Mm. Do whatever motivates you, but then make a plan to pay them back as quickly as possible, preferably within 12 months. Um, But if it needs to be longer than 12 months, you might look at zero interest credit cards or Mm. uh, something like that to move that debt across Mm. so it gets paid off faster. Yeah. If you are someone that is looking to buy that first investment or it's a first job or you haven't quite started yet, for me it would be looking at your spending and making sure you don't have lifestyle creep. It's really Mm. easy to suddenly get really accustomed to having this income and thinking there's no way that I could be earning any less than that. So challenging your spending, but starting with what's the goal that you have? What are you Mm. excited about? Mm. Because if, for example, if you went, you know what, I only want, I love that idea, Mel, I only want to work for another 10 years, or I want the choice not to work after 10 years, Mm. then something like the FIRE movement, you know, financial independence, retire early might be amazing for you. Mm. And you might choose over the next few years to remove your cost of living entirely by house sitting Mm -hmm. or pet sitting and just go hard investing, Mm. knowing that that's the plan. Um, Or you might, that might not be for you at all, but you might decide to start, simply start investing, knowing Mm. that that compounding and that time is that thing that's important for you. Mm. Uh, If you had a mortgage, I would be looking at, uh, paying a little bit more potentially into an offset account, maybe an extra 1% and investing. Because mm. what we don't want to do is just press pause in a stage, whatever stage we're at, but actually making sure we have an end in there. So we're paying off mm-hmm. our debt and we're looking at our goals. We're yes. um, paying off our mortgage and we're investing in, say, shares or starting a side hustle or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the older you get, so way too often I meet, women in their 40s or 50s that are suddenly out of a relationship and they're having to start again. So if you're in a relationship abdicating responsibility to your finances, put your hand up and say, I want to be involved. And if your partner won't let you, for me, that's a red flag for you to go, this is not Mm -hmm. okay. I should be able to have these conversations. Yeah. 
Um, and if you are having to start again, it is realizing that it's possible, but you're going to have to start. Yeah, absolutely. And just on investing, and I love this, do this. And so I feel as if I'm asking yeah. this because this is where I'm at. So oh, I love that. Yeah, I know. So obviously, like, so, so everyone knows I did actually do Mel's uh, financial adulting program, which we'll put all the links in the show notes and stuff like that. And I'll share it on socials because I did it in 2021. I think I paid for it in 2020. I actually did it in 2021. Let's yeah. see. Um, always the case. It's like intentions there. <laughs> now we need to take action. So it, t- it took me a few months, but I got there. Yeah. So top tip to anyone that does it or is thinking of doing it, please pay and do it. Do it. And do exactly. it. It's like, you know, you need to. So um, it was, a, and I remember texting Mel halfway through that program. It was like eight weeks and I was mm. like, oh my goodness, I've just did so like many light bulb moments. But I think the significant one was around money and men and the behaviors were exactly the same. Yeah. Like, hmm, unworthiness with money, unworthiness with men. Excellent. So uh, I remember uh, it brought up quite a few things. It wasn't just the money thing, which I thought was great. Um, but I wanted to ask just around the investing piece. So obviously mm. in my journey, when I started, I was very much at that very first stage. Like I have to clear the bad debt. I have to get, yeah. you know, the credit cards and all that, which I literally was like, that was my only goal. And that's what I focused mm. on. And now I feel as if I've done that and I'm a bit like, <laughs> Like and I'm actually house sitting and low and, and like completely removed costs. I've moved back to Scotland. I'm not paying any oh, rent. So it's good. amazing. But now I'm just like, <laughs> so, yeah. And I do want to start doing those things, but I can still feel this like sort of mild fear around investing. Like how can I, like, what are the platforms? What do I do? What's the next step? I can feel I want to do that. And, but yeah. I definitely feel there's still this slight fear. So I think it's like anything, you know, anytime you make a leap into something, it's it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Like even something as little as I learned, I was learning French last year just yeah. for a tiny little moment. Yeah. I remember going across to Paris and being petrified to speak because yeah. I knew it was going to come out terribly and yeah. I would just keep diverting to English. Like it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I think as humans... We just want it to get it right or we want it to be mm. perfect. And when it comes to money, there's already such fear that we're going to get it wrong, that we're yeah. even more hesitant to leap. Mm. So if that's you, um, so I would suggest a couple of things. Mm. Uh, one, there are games that you can play online. So, for example, the Australian share market has a game where you can play it and actually start to get familiar with, with not real money. Mm. So that's one. Yeah. But another thing that you might do uh, is you've got to sit down and work out what are the goals I'm excited about. Yeah. And if you look at it and go, right, one of the is I really want to own property. So mm. therefore the deposit's going to be X that I need. Mm. I would also sit down and go, great, but also I want to learn about investing in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. And how we might learn is you might think I'm going to put every dollar I can into, into that property deposit but I'm going to use cash rewards apps to Mm -hmm. find money or I'm going to give myself a challenge to find more income in a month Mm -hmm. and then use that money to invest in an app. And I'm just going to put really simple parameters around my investing. It might be, I have to have ownership. So I need to have I need to have ownership. It can't Mm -hmm. be custodial ownership, meaning Mm -hmm. I can transfer to another platform. Mm-hmm. needs to have low fees. It needs to have an ethical investment. And I just yeah. want a broad exchange traded fund. So you might have a few p- 
parameters. They'll be yours, not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you might just start. But because you're starting with money that's outside of your normal wage or normal business, that can feel less risky. Mm-hmm. But I, but being able to automate it. So my yeah. other tip is automating it so it just simply happens. So once you choose it, automating a regular amount that just yeah. happens is much easier than you having to press that go button every single month. Yeah, totally. The fine, yeah, finding it yeah, out. Yeah, it's a subscri- subscription. Starting. Yeah. yeah, once it's set, the subscription happens and you're none the wiser, but you know that you've allocated that amount. So you know that exactly. you can do it. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I love yep. that. That. Thank you. I know we've covered that off before, but I was just like, I feel as if I need to hear this again. Yeah, <laughs> so happy to, so happy to say it again. Thanks, Mel. And so um, I'd love to just talk about, because you've got your next, and do you know what? It's funny, every time I share your post, I always get a few people message me asking questions about the financial add-on program. Mm. And I think some of them have signed up, but some of them haven't. So if you're listening yeah. again, this may be your sign. <laughs> um, because only because I've done it and I've lived it. And I know yes. Mel so well, and I trust Mel and I trust you. And I just got so many benefits from it. And even now mm. I'm still, I still think about it and things that were said and and, you know, you can delve back into the program as well yeah. by paying the sort of subscription. So I would just love for you to share because the pro, I think you're opening up. You only open up twice a year. Is that right? Uh, three times a year. Three times a year. Yeah, so this is the last uh, September's three September's the last one of this year. Okay. Can you talk a bit about it yeah. for people that have never heard about it before or maybe they have and are still thinking about it? Yeah, absolutely. So we've had almost 3,000 people go through it wow. and had the most life-changing results around savings and debt payback and houses mm. purchased and shares invested. So we have mm. the tangible results. Mm. Um, but what we do is I believe uh, that too often a financial approach is I just go and do this. And I think people mm. wish they could just give me the seven steps that I can just go do. But as you explained, sometimes that feels like an itchy jacket that we know is just not right for you. And it's not, you're going to abandon it at some point. Yeah. So I've created a program based on what I did for myself and what I used to do for my clients, Mm -hmm. where it is personalized and actually financially empowering and transformative. So it starts with understanding who you are. Mm -hmm. So your money mindset, uh, your money story and your money type. Because I believe there's four different money types and you discover that in the course. Mm. Then we do, uh, we look at you creating your very own financial strategic plan. So this is facing where I am, Mm -hmm. what I have, uh, what I'm bringing in, what's going out. So it's not a budget. It's just looking at what I have and uh, what's going out. And then maybe for the first time asking, what do I want? Like, what Mm. are my goals? What would get me excited? Where do I want to be in the next three to five years or that next significant birthday? And what does that mean for the next 12 months? And then understanding things like paying down debt, finding more cash, because a lot of us think it's tightening your belt, but it's actually learning Mm. how to find more cash. Mm. Then we have uh, the great, the money habits that are actually right for you. So understanding Mm. your money type, what are the things you should be doing? including different bank accounts and and automating, but also what should a worker do? What should a discerner do? A relator, a creator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then what we do now is we pause for a week and we have a workroom Mm -hmm. where you can come and just do and get that 
giant spreadsheet done mm. and Lawsy's there so no one is left behind and it's like oh pause that's so good it. that's so amazing to our community yeah. and going right pause yeah. and then the final three weeks are investing so investing in shares, property, and business Love it. so that you don't just have, oh, what should I be doing? How can I get there? You actually mm-hmm. understand mm. how to do it. And we supplement this with, it's all beautifully curated and beautifully shot and videos and content. Mm. But then we also do a live Q&A every single week with mm. me. We, we ask for questions beforehand and I just answer either questions from information in the course or maybe a headline that you saw that week or you're just really stressed about what interest rates are doing or you just want my take on something mm. um, and I answer that, as yeah. well as you being inside our closed Facebook group that is the most incredible supportive community. And I've yeah. had people say that that group is worth the price of the admission. Totally. Alone. We're having, um, it's we're at the end of a round at the moment and mm. like always there's people that, that need to catch up. Mm. One of the members has created a catch up club and they're jumping oh. on zoom and working together and yeah. like, it's just beautiful. And every yeah. round, someone will just do that. Yeah. Um, but this round, what we're doing is we're running free money hit training. So, mm. you know, hit training is you have that short, sharp, uh, hit of exercise, that mm-hmm. high intensity exercise. We're doing that for your finances. Mm-hmm. So it's four days, super sharp, one around goals and understanding the number that's, mm-hmm. that's actually something you're excited about, debt, investing, and then a and a with me, uh, which I don't do anywhere in, except inside the program, mm-hmm. um, and also with some of the financial rock stars that have been part of it. So you can actually hear yeah. what other people have, have done. Yeah, I love uh, So that's all completely free so that you can actually get a bit of a taste for yeah, what we're about. that's amazing. I love those additions. I love the... The working group and just working together so make sure no one's left behind because yeah. I definitely felt like that at points I was like oh especially when I was stop starting so it's good that you've got that that's amazing yeah. and the catch-up club brilliant so cute right and I that love that group. they even called it that yeah, the so catch- I'm like that is so genius uh-huh. and you're right that group I do like pop into it when I'm thinking like okay I want to get an idea about this or ask a question and even just being in the group and seeing the chats it's just mm. so good because everyone's helping one another yeah and you and know they share their wins and losses yeah which I mean where do we share our money wins who can we yeah. share them with exactly or how can we share the losses to go oh yeah. I really stumbled with I'm really struggling yeah. with this is anyone else struggling yeah and just yeah. to see the love or the, uh, totally. the sharing from the community yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. You've really created a beautiful community. Thank you, Mel. Because mm. I remember when I didn't feel that I could really share with anyone else because yes. I was like, even when I paid down all that debt, so everything that I sort of worked towards. And I remember like drafting the post ready to put it in that group because I was like, these people will get it. <laughs> uh-huh. They'll <laughs> get how all... significant this is. Oh, uh-huh, because yeah. we're all sort of in it, no matter what stage we're at, we're all in it mm. together and we all are actively taking part in this program to do something about it, you know? Yeah. So I remember, I remember when you did that because I think you DM'd yeah. me it as well. Uh, it was the, I've yeah. closed the account. Yeah, <laughs> and I get those all the time and it never gets old. I'm like, yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's empowering. You're just like, done. That's it, done, close. But it's all those steps that are so powerful. And you you can just feel the energy, like even with us, like talking about it, like you just start to get more excited about money and wealth and Mm -hmm. financials. Like, like I said, at the beginning, I sort of hated spreadsheets, but now I'm like, 
In fact, the other day I was like, I need to get my spreadsheet out to check something. Yeah. Like I have like, another spreadsheet for Arbon now, and I'm like, do 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 do. And um, like I actually oh, that that exercise where we did just put everything in your ins and yeah. inputs and outputs with no like no emotional attachment. That's when yeah. I started to make decisions because I could see my biggest outs were a car and rent, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. okay let's get rid of I don't need yeah. that car and I'm hardly even using it now so let's yeah. take that away and I remember a car shared for a while I uh, somebody mm-hmm. gave me a van for three months like oh I know exactly we don't realize the options we the have options yep and yep. even now I'm house sitting I'm doing my first house sit next week in this so stunning great. property over near Edinburgh right onto a beach and not only that the women that I've met were just totally on the same wavelength I'm like we're gonna do stuff together she's got like a teepee thing out in her garden and just the other week wow I was talking about this I was like what what do they call it it's uh it's there's a name for it which I didn't even know until the other week but I was like I want it it's not a teepee Mm. but it's called some a turbot or something anyway um yeah so like it's just funny when you start to you open your mind to have different sort of you you make an empowering decision and then you, it opens up your mind and then you start to look for or other stuff just find you you're like oh yeah I'll do that like yeah. having a change of scenery so going over there for like 10 days and I'm not paying anything and I'm getting some puppy love like what's yeah. not to love and I work from home so you know it's just all yeah it's all great I love it and I love the energy that you've brought with this program so I highly highly recommend it um, yeah, I love that. And yeah, uh, so if, Mel, just to wrap up, I could mm. chat to you all day as if we're just <laughs> get, get these cups of tea out. I know it's a good <laughs> evening now, but let's just get the cup out. I'll just sit here all morning. Just I just had a chat with Mel for like three hours. Um, yeah. Is there anything you feel that you'd love to share with people right now? Is there any message that you feel you would just like to share with people right now? Yeah, I really feel like uh, people are definitely feeling fatigued. And they're definitely feeling overwhelmed. Uh, and even if it's things are going well for me, but oh, I just don't think I can keep pushing or mm. I'm so tired of struggling and I just want to reprieve and I just, I'm just i just tempted to, you know, I know I've got credit card debt or I know that I've been really as saving for this thing, but I just want to, I just want to take it all and actually mm. just enjoy myself. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you to say that, not to do that. Mm. Um, and to say that you can have choice today, you can enjoy today and have choice tomorrow, but you've got to learn how to have great finances so that you can do that. Cause yeah. it is possible to enjoy today without blowing up your life. Yeah. And it is possible to still look after your future self without just skimping and saving today. I mean, your example is a perfect mm. example. Mm. Um, so having that financial knowledge, empowering yourself, whether it's through my program or just choosing today to start taking that first step that you know you should take. Yeah. Um, I just want to encourage you to do that. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mel. It's been such a pleasure and thank you for everything you do. I have 100% got your back. Yeah. Just thank love, you, love, love, love right back at you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Remember, download the Yoga Nidra right after this episode. Make sure you have a listen. It's the most beautiful guided meditation that will regenerate your mind, your body, and your soul. Take care. See you soon.